Down to Business on News Talk. Sponsored by Bank of Ireland. Here to support your business as it keeps building for years to come with dedicated business teams. Now it's Good Friday. I'm on Cable Street in uh, Dublin 1 and uh, I'm horsing for a drink, as the fella says. And I've wandered into a bar, uh, the Virgin Mary Bar, and it's a bar like no other because it's a bar that specialises in cocktails but there's no alcohol. And I'm here uh, with the founder, uh, Vaughan Yates. Tell us about this amazing business. Well, thanks so much for having me, Bobby. Um, this business is really interesting because uh, I believe we're at the forefront of a socialising revolution. Right. I think that, um, and we, we being the kind of world's first luxury bar group, we go beyond Dublin, and I'll tell you more about that later. Um, but we are we're really being at the forefront of what we believe is to be this movement towards non-alcohol and well-being. Right. So, you know, we started off very much as a non-alcohol bar, but over the years we progressed and we are now very much uh, see ourselves as being a well-being bar, a bar where people can come, have drinks, and almost walk out healthier than when they walked in. Can you believe that as a concept for a bar? Okay. I think it's fantastic. Firstly, can I ask you who the customer is here? Now, you're just about to open. It's Good Friday. Yep. It's probably going to be busy, but who typically is the customer? It's, it's interesting because actually everybody kind of asks us that. And, you know, the big drinks companies want to know who our customers are and what the demographic is, etc. I think we're very much like an Irish pub. We have all kinds coming in. And the majority of our clientele are actually drinkers. They come in, they just want, you know, I say that people come to our bar because they want a moment where they don't have alcohol around them. So they've chosen not to drink, and that's why they come to our bar. And you, I, I was having a look at the website before I came in, and I, I know you've got an aversion to the word mocktail, so that's not what Don't you do. Uh, okay, I'm sorry for saying it, but I, I want you to clarify again, because I think it's a point of difference for the business, your aversion to the said subject. Yeah, because I think mocktails bring with them two things. One, the word mock in the word cocktails sounds like you're making a mockery of cocktails. And two... Mocktails as we know them tend to be sugary sweet drinks that people have mixed and they've replaced alcohol with sugar. So you end up getting something very sweet, very kind of uh, overpowering and, and not really anything like the real drink that you would get, say, if you're used to drinking alcohol. So we call our drinks non-alcohol cocktails or well-being cocktails, right. mood-boosting cocktails on the menu. Um, and... Our drinks are different because we balance flavors, just like you would do in a good cocktail. So you balance sweet and sour, bitterness. Um, you know, you really look to create subtle combinations of flavors. And I think that we create here, and we're, no, we're actually known around the world in the non-alcohol category as being the place to go to for great drinks. I think that we, we create some of the best cocktails in the world here, non-alcohol cocktails. Well, we're going to taste one in a minute, and I'm really excited about that. I've also noticed recently, Vaughan, uh, non-alcoholic vodkas, gins, are they components that you use or do you tend to stay away from non-alcoholic spirits? Well, it's interesting. They have to categorize themselves in some way. So the, what the first releases of these non-alcohol spirits did was they said, well, look, we're an alternative to a gin, we're an alternative to vodka, we're an alternative to tequila. And um, that way the customer could make a very clear understanding of what the product is. It's like a non-alcohol beer and a beer. You know, it, it makes sense. But we didn't follow the route of creating alternatives to alcohol cocktails. So you won't find an alternative to a Manhattan or an alternative to a whiskey okay. sour. 
What we do is we create our own flavor profiles and we very much drive that forward. So when people come in here, they will taste things that they've never tasted before, like their palate hasn't tasted before because we're using plant-based ingredients, we're using um, really good distillates, water distillates or alcohol distillates where the alcohol's okay. been burnt off. And we, we create you know, a plethora of flavors. And that's what people get when they come here. They come into this bar and it's one of the nicest bars in terms, I may say so myself, but it's one of the nicest bars to work in. And you yeah. can talk to Alex about that later. Um, well, well let's, let's actually talk to Alex. Uh, Alex, you're very welcome to the program. Um, you're the beverage director here, and I believe you're a maker of fine cocktails. Uh, and I'm looking forward to sampling your wares now, but tell us a little bit about the development of the cocktails, how you go about that. Yeah, so it's, it's very different to the alcohol side of things. I've, I've been working with booze for, for 10 years now, and this is the first time I've really made a conscious effort to think about the way things work, the way flavors work. Because like Vaughan said, the flavors that we have here are so unique in what they offer. They're not, like if you go into a normal bar, you're gonna have gins that taste like gin, vodkas that taste like vodka, whiskey that tastes like whiskey. We have products here that don't taste like anything else. Yeah. They, they, they're different textures, different flavors. They're more, some can be more bitter, some can be more dry, but there's, there really is an amazing variety of flavors to use. Um, then the secondly, the most important thing is texture. Alcohol has a lot of texture, um, creates a mouthfeel, gives a kind of a beverage experience, which is what was lacking in the, uh, the forbidden mocktails. They would be syrupy, they'd be cloyey, they'd be, you'd, you'd, you'd taste them for hours afterwards yeah. because it would just be a syrupy mess in your mouth. Whereas here we get to layer those flavors, we get to choose how much sweetness, how much bitterness, without essentially using any sugars at all. The, 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 the amount of sugar I use a week in the bar is minimal compared to any other bar in Dublin, you know, because we get to use teas, we get to use a lot more wines that bring those characteristics that you would get from alcohol without the alcohol. Now I'm sitting here and I'm parched, I'm up at the bar, so Alex is going to prepare me a, a, a cocktail. Uh, Alex, what are we going to make? So this is a, a little secret drink that's going to be on our next menu. It's, okay. uh, it's, it's got a nut-based uh, syrup, a red peanut-based syrup. We're using a little bit of red wine, a non-alcoholic red wine, which is, again, for that tannings effect. A little bit of juice, and then we're using this uh, Italian orange from Liars. This is really good at adding bitterness, but also dryness as well. So it's got a little bit of orange flavor, a little bit of bitterness, paired with the kind of sweet tannins of the wine, the juice, and then the peanut orge at the end, right. and a little bit of fresh squeeze of citrus as well to bring a bit of zing to the palate. Well, I'll let you off there and uh, in your preparation, and I'll go back to Vaughn. Uh, Vaughn, uh, as Alex is preparing the drink now, which I'm really looking forward to, tell me things about how this is different to other bars in the sense of things like opening hours. Can you open here early in the morning? We could do. One, yeah. of, the, one of the great things about having a non-alcohol bar is you don't need a license. Right. So when we grow this concept, which we are doing at the moment, we can grow it anywhere. Um, you don't need to be applying for a license. You can open a bar up and you, the location could be within a hotel, it could be on a high street, it could be anywhere. We could be in a department store. And that's what makes it so interesting because I think that in the future, and I think we're very early to this, but I do think we're kind of five, in five to ten years, what you might start to see is venues like ours appearing in all the kind of European capitals around the world. So it's a place where people can go, they can feel safe, they can taste great tasting cocktails, and they can socialize just as they would in a bar, yeah. but you know, within, within a bar with no alcohol. Yeah. Now, uh, Alex is doing pretty good there. The cocktail's half made. You heard the 
shaking and the I love that all, all the theatre that goes around uh, making a cocktail. Uh, Vaughn, you told me you, you might have an exclusive for me. Um, are you ready for that? I, I'm almost ready, yeah. So you, you may have read that we have a bar in Abu Dhabi as well. Yeah. So we franchise the concept out. Um, and we have just signed a deal for five more bars in the Middle East. And we're really looking forward to growing the brand and learning how we grow the brand going forward. Congratulations. That's uh, that's a big move for the business. I'm really, really pleased for you. And best of luck with that. Back to you, Alex. Oh, this can I have to describe this for our listeners? It's a beautiful sort of blood red. Uh, there's herbaceous uh, uh, plants on the top of it. There's a beautiful uh, big square of ice that is, again, it almost looks sculptured. Walk me through this drink, Alex. So this is, um, it's kind of a tropical kind of style of drink. It's sweet. It's got a little bit of sourness. It's got deep red notes from the, from the red wine that we use. As like I said earlier, the tannings. Um, it is a wine-based non-alcoholic cocktail. We do, like enjoy, we do really enjoy using wine a lot because it adds depth of flavor. It adds body. Um, but paired with the red peanut orja, which is a little bit sweet, a little bit kind of florally because we add rose water to it. So it kind of takes you on a bit of a flavor journey. It will start off one way and it will end another. Oh, that's absolutely beautiful. And I'm getting a lovely earthy kind of beetrooty taste. Is that that's by design or it's, but it's really nice? Earthy notes are really important in a lot, of the, a lot of the drinks that we do because, like I said, a lot of the things are plant-based. So even if um, there is a minimal amount of that plant in there, it does really bring tiny little delicate notes. For the earthiness, I think also the color as well kind of tricks the brain into thinking. We like to use a lot of variety of colors. We've got drinks that change color as well throughout the journey of the drink. Um, we're we're kind of limitless what we can do um, at the moment. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. It's Bobby here reporting from TVM. That's the Virgin Mary, if you didn't know about it. Uh, Vaughn and Alex, thanks so much for your hospitality. It's really great to see something as refreshing and as new and as different as this. So, And good luck as well with that uh, new business proposition in, in the Middle East. That sounds absolutely fabulous. Thank you very much. It's uh, right. great, great to have you in the bar and trying a few drinks.